Hello, welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we at Blizzard Watch watch Blizzard. It, it is what we do. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi, I'm hosting this week, as I do most weeks, not every week, sometimes I don't make the show because I'm a terrible person, but when I can make the show, I tend to host it, and such is what the case today. Uh, with me, of course, two co-hosts, the first is puffing on an electronic cigar to speed up the passage of time, so I'll talk to Ann Stickney instead, because well, I'm assuming she's That's not doing not that. That's not true, by the way. <laughs> not true. See, he came back. Uh, and please don't, please don't talk about, um, you know, Chainsaw Revolver mar- Marmot Man or anything. Oh, no. Uh, what no. have you been up to? Not a whole lot. Mostly just like, you know, the usual. Stuff. Collecting gold, collecting things. Wondering why I'm still doing ship missions. I, yeah, I seem I mean, to have run out of a reason to do them. Like, a real reason to do them. Because, you know, you do... You do LFR and you beat Archimon and whatnot, and by the time you're done with that, it's like, well, I guess I don't really need to send the ships out anymore, do I? I mean, I guess I could get... Didn't we win? Like, isn't it over? I mean, I beat the guy. The only thing that I'm... I'm sending them out very deliberately just for the the buy-non-account mail gear, because I figure I can toss it at my hunter when we hit level 100 three years from now on the live stream. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be 110 by then, though. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's true. Also with us this week, um, after a week off, we, we gave him a week vacation from the site, and he has returned to us a strange and disturbing man with tales of a foreign land. Uh, Alex Hi. Zibart. What do you I had that, Alex? That vacation was more or less forced upon me. Oh, I've been pretty good. Uh, the whole week went by in a blur. I played Metal Gear Solid, and that's it the whole time non-stop um but now i can't play it anymore hi guys <laughs> oh so yeah we're here we're going to talk about world of warcraft and other blizzard games because that's what we do um first up where we should probably talk about the jonathan lacraft thing at dragon con i think for a top story you think we should talk about that i think so i wasn't here for that so maybe i'll learn something Okay. Basically, um, during Dragon Con, Jonathan LeCraft, uh, who, you know, he's involved in Blizzard's design. I always forget what his actual job is, to be completely honest with you. Um, doesn't he do, like, he used to do pets, but I know he's very adamant that he doesn't do pets anymore. Cause people he just says senior, senior game designer at Blizzard Entertainment and World of Warcraft. That's all I, th- I got I for I think you. he does world stuff. Yeah. But he did uh, quite, a, quite a bit of discussion of both the game as it exists now and how it's going to exist in Legion uh, during his uh, panel at uh, Dragon Con. And folks at uh, both Elvine and MMO Central Events uh, live-tweeted it, so we got our hands on quite a few things that were said at that convention because it's in Atlanta and I couldn't go. <clears throat> so one of the things that we should probably mention a few, you guys both have the uh, article out so you can like you know pick ones you want to talk about? Maybe? Please? Nope. <laughs> All right, well. Then I will mention some and you guys can react. First up, um, we know that DPS classes are not going to be getting tanking or healing options. That's a no. If you thought that was going to happen, it's not. I'm kind of bummed about that. No rogue tank spec yet yet again. Honestly, I kind of wish they would give rogues a tank spec so that once and for all, rogues could have a lot of their you know overpowered don't kill me bro moves taken away. That would be nice. I know that they they were there were people that were upset because apparently something was said along the lines of Moonkins were not getting some kind of big graphics upgrade, but they are. 
they yeah. are actually getting an upgrade. So Druids, calm down. It's okay. Moonkins yeah. will look better soon. They've also said, all he said was when he was asked a question about where Jaina is and what's going on, they said, quote unquote, they have plans for Jaina. That's all they uh, said. We don't know what that means. Uh, they have plans for her. could mean a lot of things. Uh, they could plan to put her in a, a refrigerator. I, I don't know. My but, gut makes that sound quite ominous. Yeah. We know, however, some good news. We know Demon Hunters are starting at level 98. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically you yes. are just jump-frogging right over Warlords of Draenor. You are going to, pro- if you're starting at 98 and then you're going to have a starting experience, I expect you will come out yeah. at level 100 and ready to go. You will go right into uh, Legion. Yeah, 98 so, sounded weird to me because I forgot they're going to get quests. I was like, 98? So they go to one zone in Warlords and then go? No, no they go through their starting area. Yeah. experience. That'll probably take them to 99 or 100 and they can start in Legion. It'll be very similar to when Death Knights start at 55 and then they you know, get to 58 and can immediately go through the Dark Portal. Yeah. It'll probably be just like that. Um, we know we're getting new character slots. That's a nice thing we've already we already kind of knew, but we're not getting any new void storage space because we're getting the new transmog system. There's some Elvin tr- tweeted that they said that transmog will be account wide, using the UI similar to Diablo three. <sighs> when MMO uh, Central Events tweeted, they said that it was possible that you know they're thinking about that. So I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen or not, but that's what was discussed at the convention. Uh, I would like that. I'd love it if Transmog was account-wide. Oh my god, would I love it if Transmog was account-wide? Because right now I have three warriors at level 100 who are you know, running through various raids collecting the same gear over and over again. Yeah. And I'd like to stop. Kind of weird, really. Rossi. Yeah, but even if you're a paladin and you want to have this, you know what I'm saying? I have yeah. a lot of gear that I'd love to have on my paladin who is now level 91 somehow because I, I don't know how that made that happen, but I did. Uh, and, you know, now my paladin has to go get freaking Ashkandi again. Yeah. Like I've, you know, it's, even if it's if, you know, my death knight has to go get Ashkandi again, you know, I, I would like it if I just had them. I didn't have, I have to. Them. I have to admit, as someone who doesn't play Diablo much, I played a Crusader for this season. It wasn't entirely clear how things end up in your transmog options. You everything mean? you everything you pick up doesn't go there as an option. Like some things unlock a thing, and some things are unlocked by leveling up your artisans. And it, it wasn't immediately clear to me how it worked, other than picking something. Well, plus there's a certain amount of uh, with the Diablo system. There's a certain amount of your class is unique in terms of how the same piece looks on two different characters. Yeah, like you can have a piece that you can wear on all of your different characters, and it will look different on every single one of them. Yeah. Which is different than in WoW, where the same piece looks the same on different characters. You know, if if your paladin gets a, a drop from a raid and it's a, a drop that a warrior or a death knight could use, it looks the same on all of them. Whereas in Diablo, your crusaders wearing like shoulders, they'll look entirely different. Yeah, I just variant. I just wish I knew like what determined what would put something in that box, and I'm sure experienced Diablo players know. Just as somebody who hasn't played it very much, it was not immediately evident. But um, also, we know that multi-strike is going away. Yeah. They're, they're getting rid of multi-strike because, quite frankly, we've got a bunch of secondary stats at this point that nobody cares about. And multi-strike is right up near the top of that list. Multi-strike is basically crit plus. It's, it's not even. Except it's for... Like, there it's are like crit classes. minus. Well, there's classes that benefit from it 
inordinately. Like, they get a benefit from hitting more often, so multi-strike yeah. is better than crit. And it's just yeah. very weird situations. I think basically it's just as well to get rid of that. They are talking about how else they're going to work on secondary stats, and we'll see what they come up with. I'm actually of the opinion, now that we've had time without it, that reforging wasn't that bad. No. It, it, it was tedious, because was, every time you got a piece of gear, you had to reforge everything, but they eliminated things like hit, so... Yeah. It was, there was, yeah, I think it was just there was a certain amount of tedium involved, particularly, you know, if you were raiding or something like that, and you got a new piece of gear, then you had to, like, swap everything around to hit caps and things like that. And well, they, when they got rid of hit and expertise, and then they yeah. got rid of reforging as well, it kind of felt like they were getting rid of too much. Yeah. Like, now they could have gotten rid of one of those, but not getting rid of both of them was kind of absurd. It, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind having reforging minus the whole hit expertise thing. Yeah. Because it really is just picking between various damaging secondary stats, but whatever, we'll see what they end up coming up with. Uh, I guess that's, well, we know survival are, are going to get going to go melee, we already knew that. Nobody else is going to get guns or bows. They're not giving ranged weapons to anybody else. They are giving, they are giving um, survival hunters harpoon, however, which is they throw their spear and then it's like a grappling hook that they grapple hook back things to themselves like they had a grappling hook so they get they get death grip they get death grip slash scorpions get over hair ability yeah Hmm. yep and uh we also know that several classes are getting new renamed resources and some classes are getting straight up renamed like your spec is getting renamed weird yeah i don't know what that's gonna be you got me on that one that's just really weird but that's that's something we know is happening. I think that pretty much covers everything. You guys think of anything else? I oh, yeah. Think it's they have a new they, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just think it's strange they had this at Dragon Con without any kind of prior mention or announcement. Unless I missed a prior announcement. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear anything about it. They usually They usually have people... Or someone at Dragon Con, but they never do anything interesting, so I don't... I can see why nobody would expect they would have something interesting, since they didn't mention it. And, to be honest, it's... I mean, some of the stuff was new, some of it wasn't. It was just... It was a very... I don't know, it took me by surprise, but, you know, hey, that's that's what we got. So that's... That's pretty much it for Dragon Con. Uh, I, I will mention the professions thing. They've basically put an entire team on professions now. It's not, like, a couple of people anymore. It's, like, a whole group. Good. So, that we know is happening. I, and I think they mentioned that, maybe not, at okay. Gamescom? Speak, say, what, what did they mention? Uh, did they mention at Gamescom that they had more people on professions? Like they, had, they mentioned they that they were going, I remember they were going to redesign it or something. I don't remember exactly what. I mean, uh, professions needed. I, they were real... I think they were always boring in World of Warcraft, but World of the Drainer in particular did some real, <laughs> real See, intense damage. It's weird because the the professions themselves aren't particularly bad in Warlords. Like I don't mind that that you know how blacksmithing works. I mean, some of them are just, just aren't great, but I think the, the the gathering professions do just that was a heinous mistake putting them all inside the garrison like that and making I mean, it so it didn't matter if you had them or not. I mean, I was a tailor for a very long time, so maybe I'm weird, but I enjoyed things like the daily cooldown where you had to go somewhere special and create it. That always seemed really cool to me. 
Maybe it's me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I never played never never played a tailor because well I did briefly actually because for a while back in vanilla tailoring was the best way to get stuff for your uh, enchanting. Yeah. Like you tailor stuff together and then you just disenchant it. And yep. so I did that I did that back in vanilla, but then I switched to blacksmithing in vanilla and I never never went so away. From I it. think in general I would just like more interactivity that fits the spirit of the profession as opposed to just work orders or something like that. I just like the, I would like it if they made it so you actually have to have the gathering profession or interact with the auction house to get materials. I think putting it all in the auction in the uh, garrison like they did was a big mistake, and yeah. putting all the professions in the in the garrison so that you didn't have to have the profession to do it. Yeah, that was a mistake. That, was that, that to well, me that was, was a big error. In most cases, that was only useful at the beginning of the expansion where you could make the base level stuff. You can't upgrade stuff unless you have the profession. Oh yeah, that's true, but it still is one of those situations where it just yeah. it ruins it, it takes away any distinctiveness your your choice is. Like you choose mm-hmm. a couple professions, but now you've got start, the starter access to everything. It doesn't feel it, it I know that that sounds like it's unimportant. I know that saying it doesn't feel special seems kind of weak, but No, I totally get that. I mean, that's my reaction to a lot of things. If if something doesn't feel right, I don't enjoy it. I mean, it's just that's video games, you know? If it feels good to you, then you want to do it. If it doesn't feel good, you don't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess we should also mention that it's been one week with patch 6.2.2, and everybody I know is flying around now. Uh, have you actually even bothered, Alex? Because you just got into the game again. Nope, I haven't even logged in for a couple of weeks. Yeah, except, of course, for the uh, leveling stream. Yeah. I actually... Anne, are you here? Uh, Anne is not Anne's here, having... actually. She's been having connection problems. Um, that's unfortunate because I wanted to know if she's been flying around. I I actually haven't because I have I have one thing to do. Uh, I have saber soccer rep to get, and it's not even that it's hard. Like it's completely reasonable. I could get saber soccer rep up to revered like in a like a week or two. I just cannot motivate myself to do it. I just I care that little about saber stalker rep. I mean, I went protection on my paladin specifically to do that, so I could round up a bunch and kind of AOE grind them down. And it went pretty quickly that way. But I agree, it wasn't the most entertaining grind ever. And I'm somebody who likes grinding mobs. Uh, If they were non-elites and I had to kill significantly more of them, I think I would have enjoyed that more than killing the elites. Yeah, it's the weekly the weekly boss ones were like the most efficient way to do it that I noticed. Yeah. Um, but. I didn't, that wasn't just, I just was like, oh God, I just don't care enough about this. And it's funny because I, I do want to fly, but not, not Actually, all that the much. Thing I, the thing I'm missing, the only thing I'm missing for flight, I think, is the daily quest for the pit. Huh. The one that's, exciting. Oh, I know, yeah, I know the one. The one you can't get anything for, you just have to have it come right. up. Right, you have to have it yeah. come up. And I hadn't played, I wasn't playing for a couple of weeks, so I don't know if it came up during those weeks. And before they announced the what was necessary for flying, I never picked the group one because why? Yeah, why would you? It's like two hundred extra apexes at the time. Does that really matter? No, not really. Yeah. No, you know what's funny is with that one. Uh, I I was actually I had the same thing. Like I hadn't done it, and then I found out that I needed to do it, and I was like trying to figure out how I do it. And then one day, my wife and I just went out and did it, like together, the two of us. And it's it's a messed up area. 
Like, yeah. you, you, these, like, there's these really strong elite ones, and then there's guys that are, like, nothing, even though they're elites, and then there's, like, normal mobs that are actually a little stronger than the elite ones that aren't that hard. And it's just, it was, we were glad to be done with it. Huh. Like, it's one of those ones where they provide you, like, explosives and rockets and all this stuff around the edges that you're supposed to pick up and use. And if okay. you do pick up and use them, it's a lot easier. Yeah, you know I just, I mean? I've never, I've never gone there, but... And when I go to areas like that that have a lot of interactive doodads, I tend to not click on them because I miss them while I'm busy fighting everything. Yeah, that's pretty much my problem. Anne, you back? Uh, Anne, um, you're back, I hope. So yes. So I'm going to ask you, did you fly at all since patch 6.2.2? Have you been enjoying it? What have you been doing? No, I don't, I don't have a flying achievement yet. I still have like... <laughs> no I one have, on like, this call. Of, no, I still have like a couple of the uh, of the uh, the the group quest things that I've done before. I've done the group quest before, but it didn't count as the achievement for some reason. So there's like a couple of them that I have to finish the dailies. Oh, mm-hmm. and they haven't come up on on my thing yet. Like I haven't I haven't gotten them yet, so I haven't been able to finish it. I honestly I don't really care one way or another either because I can kind of accomplish everything that I need to accomplish on Dranor without flying anyway. So if I get it, cool. If I don't, it doesn't really bother me either way. Yeah, that's kind of how it is for me. It's that it's kind of a twofold. One, I didn't really care if we got flying or not to begin with. I'm okay using our ground mount. I've used it all this time with no problems. I wasn't dying to get flying. And it's also at the end of the expansion where I kind of feel like I've done everything I want to do. Uh, so flying isn't going to give me more things to do. It's just going to let me be in the sky, which I don't. I don't want to be up there anyway. The sky sucks. Who wants to go in the sky? I mean, Why? I kind of, I kind of want it just so that, like, I can get the new rares that you can only get with the flying. But beyond that, I mean, they gave me a reason by putting the rares in. Otherwise, had they not added those, I wouldn't even be looking at it. I'd just be going, okay, I'll fly next expansion. I don't care. Well, then and, we, and maybe that makes me weird, but <laughs> I, I just... well, there's three people here, and none of us have bothered to finish it yet. So I'm like looking at the saber stalkers, going, "No." Alex is like, "Doesn't really matter," and you're like, "Yeah, I don't care." So yeah. it's well, I, I, the, by the way, I said that I jokingly, like, "Who wants to go to the sky?" Like that was a total joke. If people want flying, that's cool. Fly, fly your heart out. I just don't <laughs> care. All right. Well, I, and that's... I also kind of want it from like an aesthetic standpoint because I know I can get some really cool screenshots that way. But I mean, beyond that, I don't. I guess it's just a matter of like, do I need it? And I don't really feel like I need it for anything in on Dranor at all. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not feeling tremendously moved towards it. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's we'll do the emails, of course, because we do the emails every week. Um, if you'd like to get your email sent to the podcast. Um, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and we will try and answer as many as we can in a given week. This first one is from Night Zero, um, from Narrow Path, Thunderborn, Thunderhorn, sorry, I don't know why I thought that H was a B. Uh, Hello, Blizzard Watch. I recently began listening to your podcast. I think you guys do a wonderful job and you have brightened my daily commute to work each day. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, At some point, someone might provide a mucosal instrument and play it. Um, my question for you concerns Frost Death Knights. I've always played a two-handed DPS Death Knight all the way back to when they were bl- blood spec. 
I, I have read that with the release of Legion, Frost will be dual-wield only. As this is my main character, this bothers me quite a bit, and I feel it breaks in the lore as well. First and foremost, as a hero class, I always felt like Death Knights were to be perceived as powerful, similar to the Lich King. We were a strong what we wore. We wield a strong weapon and cast our spells and wreak havoc throughout it. Um, when you are running from the Lich King in Halls of Reflection, he is not chasing you in a flurry of blades, swinging swords around. He has Frostmourne, and he is bearing down on you, surrounded in swirling frost and summoning ghouls. Being forced to break from that strong presence doesn't seem right. In preparation, I've made the switch out, but I feel like an imposter. I feel like some sort of weird frost-slash-rogue hybrid. I realize the option has existed for dual-wield, but eliminating two-handed altogether just seems wrong to me. It almost feels like a loss of our identity and a watering down of the class history. Thoughts? Night Zero. Either of you guys have thoughts on this one? Um, go ahead. I didn't Lich, say the Lich King wields, well, the Lich King wields Frostborn, which is, yes, a two-handed weapon. The Lich King is also the Lich King and, and kind of commands from a position of authority. You're just a death knight. You're kind of like a scrub death knight. <laughs> Well, <laughs> from going through that starting experience, what we learned on the leveling stream. Number one, we learned that Corfax is evil, and we're kind of dirt to the Lich King. We're just kind of like cannon fodder. So I, I don't I don't know whether realistically saying, ah, I should wield, wield a two-hander because the Lich King wields a two-hander. Well, no, because you're not the Lich King. But well, here's why, here's it, what it, I think about it. I still think it's weird, though. Don't get me wrong. Like I, oh, I still okay. think it's the thought of the thought of a death knight, like a guy in a heavy plate armor, dual wielding, is weird. There's three death knight specs: unholy, yeah. frost, blood. Of the three, I associate in my mind frost with a slow, big two-hander. Yeah, because it's ice and slow. Like. I'm think when I think of frost, I think of like glaciers and slow moving glacier that would just bowl over everything. And I imagine a big two hander like Frostmorn. So I agree that aesthetically, frost being the dual wield spec makes the least sense to me. Well see, here's the thing is like I don't when I think Death Knight, I think dude in plate armor. And when I think dude in plate armor, I don't think this guy should have two weapons. It just feels weird to me. You're, you're entirely wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, see, okay, Rossi, warriors, I can make an exception for warriors because they'll just pick up and fight with whatever they happen to pick up off the ground. That, that you know. It's Chicken just, legs. Yeah. <laughs> Only warriors should be able to transmog to fish. <laughs> Slap people around with a giant trout. Doesn't matter. You're a warrior. Urgh, whatever. But, like, Death Knights... I don't know. Maybe it's just the idea of of the whole knight persona thing. I don't. It's I've always pictured them with it. Two dual wielding. Dual wielding feels weird to me, and it always has. But it's been a thing. I didn't know that it was like spec related though, because obviously, I mean, I don't play a death knight. I haven't yes. played a Death Knight longer than to get out of the starting zone several times because I, I like those quests. But I only masquerade as one. Uh, I have an alt, but I think it, historically it's just it has slowly been moving in that direction. You could dual wield or two hand pretty much anything. I think technically, yeah. but Frost Frost had the talents that yeah, Frost, specifically Frost has, yeah. made dual wielding viable. But you yeah. could still do it two handed. But now that they're moving to make specs more uh, 
uh, uh, unique Separated. Legion, yeah. making them distinct. Frost has always had those dual wield talents, so it's the obvious one to go dual wield. I just think it's a strange one to be dual wield. Yeah, like, I, blood honestly, makes blood makes sense to be dual wielding, like from a, from an aesthetic point of view, because you're just turning something into a slaughterhouse. Yeah, I guess that could work. See, honestly, for me at least, playing a Death Knight, I'm currently like you know I'm leveling one for the when the stream. I've got like two others, and when I play a Death Knight, I always use a two hander. Just it's just what I do. I, I haven't dual wielded on my Death Knights ever. Um, it just hasn't been something I've done. I know people who have. I know people who've death, who do deal wielded on their Death Knights back even as far back as Wrath. I think in Wrath you could do it on anything. Just like you could, you know, you could tank or DPS and yeah. back, back then. Death Knights had a lot of freedom when they launched. You could do two-hander, two-wield anything. You could tank or DPS in anything. Yeah. And they slowly kind of separated all that into its own yeah. place. Yeah. They backed they back down on that one pretty hard. I, I get why it was hard to balance, but... <sighs> uh, ultimately... I get why they're doing it in terms of the weapons they're choosing to make, like the artifacts, because they're both, you, you can't, they don't want to give you Frostmourne. No. Because Frostmourne got broken. They don't want to unbreak it so you can have it as an artifact, but they want to give you an artifact that is related to Frostmourne. So I have to say, do- there are a lot of shards of Frostmourne. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, if I recall, some of them went into Shadowmourne. Sylvanas no. took some of them. Some of them are being taken for this new no. artifact. No, Shadowmourne, they... Shadowmourne was made out of fragments of the Frozen Throne. Okay. So not, not out of Frostmourne. Yeah, the, 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 shad- the, the pieces of Frostmourne, nobody knew where they went. They were just taken away somewhere. So, presumably, with this whole we'll artifact weapon hunt, we'll find out where they were taken and what happened to them. There's, there's a short that, means... that says Sylvanas has them. Yeah, well, no, no. No, they didn't. Nobody said that Sylvanas had them. Somebody asked if Sylvanas had them, and, they, and I believe the response was, nobody knows where they're at. They're somewhere safe. That's what they mm. said, was okay. that they were somewhere safe. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely... A little, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of Death Knights who really like Dual Wheel Frost, so, but I've always wondered why Dual Wheel wasn't unholy, quite frankly. I get what you're saying about Blood, but that since Blood's the tanking spec, yeah. making it, you know, making it the Dual Wheeled spec too would make it too well, different from the two DPS specs. Yeah. I but, think it's weird know. that Blood is the, deep, is the tanking spec too. Blood, well, yeah, that is weird. All out. I, I associate all Frost, of these words Frost with should be the tank things. spec because the fro- Frost is like, rigid and and yeah. solid and you See, would expect something that could take hits you know See, here's the problem i i tanked as frost back in wrath yeah and frost was a great aoe tanking spec blood had all the self-healing oh yeah and what's really and funny is useful yeah you know bone shield which is considered the big tanking cooldown that yeah. was unholy that was an unholy yeah. ability and they yeah. moved it over to blood because it was so important for tanking but that started as unholy because it's, you know, a shield of bones floating around you. So it's yeah. obviously like, you know, because unholy was the old undead thing. And unholy plague and all that. Plague and undeath. So it's I definitely just something weird. all of these things with what they're The not. wrong sex, yes. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is that Death Knights really just kind of don't make a lot of sense anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's, you know, I, we get what it's you're saying. It's a fine class. I mean, I enjoy playing through the starting zone and everything. And I think I got a little bit of the ways through Burning Crusade with my death knight. And then I just stopped playing it because it, I mean, it was fun to play, but it w- didn't really feel like the class for me. I'm having fun tanking on mine. Yeah. I actually, much more so than the monk because it feels like more well-rounded than the monk did. Yeah. Uh, the monk just felt like I, re- I relied heavily on one move and didn't have to use any other moves ever. Which is, you know, I eventually started learning them just out of boredom. Keg. <laughs> yeah. Leveling, that's not necessarily indicative. Of no, uh, no, not that has nothing to do with endgame. That's the other problem. That's a, a completely different barrel of worms we could kick yeah. over and start talking about. But for now, let's move on to the next email because, you know, that's what we do. Uh, this one's from Autumn's Bane. Greetings, watchers. I've heard you speculate on Varian's demise, which would be bad because he finally got in the point of being liked. He has gotten stronger and better over time. The scene at the end of SOO was priceless. I have played since launch and remember Anduin alone in the throne room with a shape-changed dragon and an advisor. One day, and I can't remember just when, there was suddenly a king. Oh. I re- recall no. Pre- we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I recall no preamble or quest line. He was simply there. Can you please describe his history, uh, how he came to return, and describe any quest chains about his return that might be I might have missed? On a side note, he's an awesome legendary in Hearthstone now. Thanks for keeping me informed all these years, Autumn Spain. All right, Anne, go. Okay, so Varian Rin was gone because Anixia kidnapped him. And we got kind of a hint of that if you played through the Missing Diplomat quest chain in Vanilla. Um, originally, he was hidden away on Alcaz Island. He was Basement Varian, Sewer Varian. Um, there was actually an NPC that named Varian Wren that looked nothing like Varian Wren as we know it. But the comic series came out. And when the comic series came out, they took that as an opportunity to explain what had happened to Varian. So you'd want to read the first half of Warcraft comics to see how he came back. But basically what happened was Anixia took him to Alcaz Island and... She wanted control over Stormwind, only Varian wasn't really letting her get away with that. So what she decided to do was to split Varian into two parts, two personalities. And one of them was very weak and kind of complacent and easily manipulated. And the other half was really fiery and willful and a fighter. And her intention was she was going to kill the fighter half, take the weak half back to Stormwind, and then just run the place into the ground because why not? Um, however, Strongwilled Varian got away, became a gladiator, got captured by orcs, became a gladiator, broke away from that, finally made his way back to Stormwind, found out his fake self was there. It, it's a long story. It's a really long story. But what it all boils down to is at the end of that, he went in canon. He went to go rescue Anduin from Anixia, both halves of Varian, Varian and Logosh, as they called him. And in the fight with Anixia, he was merged back into one person. In game, it was something entirely different. You actually saw him come back. There wasn't really a quest chain about it or anything. It was just in that in-between event between Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King. He was there with Valyria, and I believe Brawl was there too. All three of them are characters in the comic series. Um and there wasn't really a lot of exposition with that. It was just, oh, the king is back. So, unfortunately... Hey, the king's back. Yeah, hey, the king's back. <laughs> I am Varian, but I am also Logosh. But I am also Logosh, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's part of the reason why Varian was kind of so recklessly violent out of nowhere for the longest time. Like, he would be, you know, 
doing his own thing and then he'd get really mad. It was because those two halves of him, the nice half and the mean half, if you want to call it that in layman's terms, hadn't quite meshed together. Like he couldn't quite keep his anger in check. And that was all resolved in the novel Wolfheart, which I really recommend reading because it was really good. But yeah, there wasn't really any sort of major quest chain in game to take care of that, unfortunately. Yeah, they, they they sort of went back and half finished the missing diplomat. Yeah, but not in any way that really got you to resolve what what had gone on. No, so, that's unfortunate. Now it's gone completely. So, yeah, but there is um there are two graphic novel compilations of the Warcraft comic series, and book one covers all of the Anixia stuff. So that'd be the one that you'd want to pick up. If you, yeah, so if you, if you don't know Varian's backstory, there's a pretty good reason for that. <laughs> it, it was it's shoved very convoluted, complicated, and very good for a comic book. Not so much for a video game. Anyway. Alright, so yeah, that pretty much answers your question on that one. Uh, as far as him dying, i that's a rumor we don't know. We won't know for quite some time. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people who thinks it would be a waste to kill him. But oh god, would it ever! Yep. We'll, we'll see what they ends up happening. They need to elevate him. They need to like elevate him, not get rid of him. Just yeah. need to, mm. At this point, they haven't. They really. They. I don't. I'm of the opinion they don't necessarily have to elevate Varian because they've managed to like knock everyone else down so much. Yeah. That Varian seems really great by com- just by God's nothing's happened to him. He's like, wow, I'm looking pretty good right about now. You guys yeah. keep that up. And those, they did some quests with him that kind of made they made everybody else incompetent in order to make him look better. Yeah, like all the like all the stuff in was it mists that had all those quests. Mist of Pandaria pages? was supposed to be like the whole thing that made him into. It was supposed to be the thing that like everybody looked to him as a leader or whatever. Trials of the King, Trials of the High King, is yeah. that what they were calling it or something? It never well, really happened. Yeah, it never See, really it, happened. Instead, yeah. we just got Varian interacting with the alliance leaders through like scenarios and stuff. I know Alex is going to be talking specifically about Taranda. Well, that one, and also uh, with Moira. I mean, Moira's Moira like, comes hey, off. No, Moira comes off looking great in that one. If you realize, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, she's better than the others certainly. But it was still a situation where like Varian Rin has to bring his adventurer buddies to save the day. But Moira certainly came out looking better than Taranda did. But uh, that's not really – well, we can talk about it later. I don't know. We'll find out. Let's move <laughs> on to another email. Um, this one's from Arkadeek of Lightbearer on Malagos US and the Tank Forums. And it's like, hey, Watchers, I have one of the most r- rumored but never seen semi-mythical non-lore questions for you. And it's a bit of a doozy. How would you suggest pestering Blizzard for what should be a simple change that benefits everyone? Uh, some background, Blizzard tried to close down the, clinic, the official role forum seven, several months ago only to give us an 11th hour reprieve after the tank and healer forms led a minor insurrection. The downside is that they removed all the stickies from our guides, have ignored new sticky requests, and rebuffed or ignored attempts to broach the issue on Twitter. So we have some excellent guides, the tank FAQ and movement guide in particular, that are constantly sliding off of the front page and, get, and getting missed by people looking for help, and regulars risking bans by bumping them periodically to keep them visible. Any suggestions? Many thanks, Arctic of Lightbearer. For starters, don't pester them. Nobody likes being pestered. Nobody responds well to being pestered. It's just a fact. If you're couching it in terms of you nagging and poking them to do something, mm, it's their forum. They might not ever do it. 
and there's nothing you can do about it if they decide to do that. And I, I think the the forum is a beast they cannot control. I don't think they're they're capable of effectively moderating it or keeping an eye on it. And I mean, I work I work for a fan site, so I'm probably biased, but I think external groups run those things way better than Blizzard themselves do. But it's but if you're looking to inform new players, new players aren't going to find those fan sites necessarily. So it, it is tough. Yeah, it's kind of a catch twenty two. I know this probably isn't helpful at all, and you've probably done it before plenty of times. Um, the way I've gotten forum threads or guides stickied in the past was to just report the thread and ask for it to be stickied. But if they aren't doing that, then I don't know. Maybe you just need to have more people reporting it and asking for a sticky. Yeah, the problem here is that, quite simply, you know, we don't know why they're not doing it. It could be simply we, that they don't have people to do it. Yeah, it we don't really they, have any input on it because yeah. we aren't. that's not something we're involved with. <laughs> yeah. All we can do is tell you that, you know, if they're not doing this and you've asked for them to do it, eventually, that you know, they might never do it. it it's just that simple. They don't. They have people who you know monitor the forums, but let's be honest: the forums are enormous. They are. You would need a lot of people to effectively moderate and run a forum of that magnitude. Yeah, they get millions of pe- people who haven't played the game in years. They'll still, still post. Back on. Yeah. Still post regularly to the forums. Like you know, I've. It's 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 a, there's a lot of churn. Blizzard has had something like over the course of the the, the existence of World of Warcraft, there have been something like 100 million Warcraft accounts. Someone said Worldwide. in the chat channel just now, the WoW forums are the Moss Eisley of the internet. Yeah, except yeah, I can if, see that. <laughs> if Moss Eisley was bigger than five Tatooines, yeah, <laughs> you know, if it was like a Borg hive full of the Moss Eisley people, that's kind of what you're looking for. I mean, even. Even if you're on, you know, on the forums to the best of intentions, the signal-to-noise ratio is enormous. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if they were shutting these forums down and then decided not to at the last minute, it was probably a decision where they go, well, we don't have the resources to Maybe. operate this thing, but these people still want it, so we'll just kind of let them run their own show and we'll focus on these other things. So it might just be they don't have the ability to deal with that. My, yeah, my I, only suggestion is just, you know, keep reporting it for a sticky post and maybe yeah. somebody will notice it at some point. Bumping it is bumping it will not get it sticky. What will get it stickied is if people report it. Because I think yeah. there's a report option that specifically says sticky this thread. Yeah. Unfortunately, if, you, if it doesn't ever get sticky, bumping is the only way you're going to keep it on the front page. Yeah. And unfortunately there, there is the chance that you will get suspended if you keep doing that. So, which is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something useful like that. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we feel for you. It, it is a, it's a tough situation. Okay. Sorry, we the WoW well, well forums are rough. Yeah, even when you're doing something you know helpful to people, and that is that is something that sounds pretty helpful. All right, uh, this one does not actually have a name on it, so maybe oh, there's no. one in it, but. Hi, you amazing bunch of people. I'll make it as short as wow, I can. Wow, Revolver Ocelot sent us an email. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. <And> to, finally, <laughs> Jump Rope Jaguar sent us an email. <laughs> Sorry. I find it funny. Hi, you amazing bunch of people. I'll make it as short as I can. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing at that. 
Why are there multiple places known as Azeroth? I find it confusing. Why? What do you think will happen when the artif- with artif- well, we Actually, let's answer these one at a time because yeah. they are too short. As to why there's multiple places known as Azeroth, it's, it's quite simple. Warcraft 1, they used Azeroth to mean the kingdom. Because they didn't that was have all that existed. Yeah, they had. They just, hadn't created the Eastern Kingdoms in Kalimdor yet. Yeah, Azeroth. Je- Je- Azeroth just kind of means everything, and everything meant less back then. And as they've expanded the game, like it's it's still the world is Azeroth, but there was less of the world as they were making these things. Yeah, like back then they could get away with Azeroth being the kingdom because that was all they had for you. There was a kingdom and you were invading it as orcs or defending it as humans. As they put out more games, they, the, Oh, Azeroth is the whole continent. Oh, Oh wait. Azeroth is actually the whole world. It's just gotten bigger in time. Yeah. And and Stormwind is the capital of what was the kingdom of Azeroth. Yeah. Now it's kind of Stormwind and the Alliance, you know, it's human kingdom, but, um, that's pretty much it, though. It was just when Warcraft 1 came out, there was no such thing as the Eastern Kingdoms. There was just Azeroth. Yep. The Kingdom of Azeroth. Small what scale. Do you, what do you think will happen with artifacts in the next X-Pack? Do we leave them in Legion or carry them over? Uh, don't know, but I think it's likely that they will not be leveling past 110. We'll probably okay. leave them. Yeah. You'll probably have them in your bank. Maybe occasionally you'll pull them out for something. Look Time at my Ashbringer. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my Ashbringer, it's cool. I mean, you know, I finally get the Doomhammer out again, you know. But um, what do you think about the gold price of the token for EU versus US? EU price averages at 47k and US around 27k. They say it's player controlled, but I don't fully believe that. I'd have no problem paying 27k for a month, but 47k is way too high. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and accuse them of lying about their complicated imaginary gold economic system i if they say the players are doing it i i have to take them at their word if they're selling if if it's selling for 47k in the eu it's because when they list it on the auction house for 47k there are people there that are buying it for that much i mean i've heard buying it that price would go down i've heard people with theories like one area has more time than money and the other area has more money than time. But I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not an economist. I don't know these things, but that's people's popular theory. Yeah. I, you got me as to why it's more expensive in one than the other. Uh, I think the U S one tends to be cheaper just because that's people see it at 47 K and will not buy it. Like I've, I've had people who straight up won't buy the thing until it drops to like 15 K. I hear that If it a drops lot. below 20, I'll pick it up. Yeah. So it seems like people in the EU just have the gold to spend on it and don't worry about it. Like that's that's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I'm not I am not an an artificial fake gold economy expert. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if people are buying it at that price, it's going to stay at that price. If they stop buying it at that price, it's going to drop. Yeah. Final question from this one is what do you what do you think about making an audio version of the Know Your Lore? I'm in, I'd love that because I have a lot of time to listen, but not a lot of time to read. Um, we kind of do that. We do Lore Watch every other week. Yeah. If you like Know Your Lore, um, Lore Watch is definitely something you might like, especially if you like the tinfoil hat ones, because it's it's Anne tinfoil hatting, and then it's usually me tinfoil hatting, and then we add Joe in and Joe tinfoil hats, and it, it kind of gets crazy. 
it, we it's, just it's, we 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 riff on one topic for an hour, one lore yeah. topic for an hour, and we we eventually we kind of spiral off and talk about other stuff too, but at the same yeah. time, and it comes out every other week. We just had one that came out this Sunday for Sylvanas Windrunner. If you're on pa- Patreon, if you've actually like supported us via Patreon, you get that you get access to that like right after oh. we finish recording yeah. it, pretty much. You get it a week early. Yeah, you get it a week early. So. That's pretty much that's all the questions we got from this email, which is cool. I'm glad we got through all of them. Um, next one is from Clug. And Clug, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I love your name. I Straight love up. his name. I agree. That's yeah. an awesome name. Simple, yeah. elegant. Straight to the perfect. point, man. It sounds, sound, like, yeah. it sounds like a noise that some uh, for, for something or, an, uh, or other, and I, and I appreciate noises as names. Yeah. You can imagine Clug is a sound someone might make after Clug has clugged them. I, I approve of any and all onomatopoeia. Yeah. So, good morning, Matt, Ann, and Alex. My name is Clog, a Death Knight on Melganis, and appreciate Blizzard Watch for keeping me sane with all your podcasts on my hour-long community work. I just resubbed back to WoW uh, after a six-month break. After upon returning, I found out my guild disbanded, and now I'm alone. Currently playing Blood slash Frost DK because at the time my raid group needed a DK. I'm burnt out playing the DK and have no desire to dual wield Frost and Legion, even if the weapons are shards of Frostmourn. I really enjoy tanking, and I was curious on all of your personal recommendations on tanking classes. I was also curious if you're going to like, re-roll in Legion. I'm hoping there will be two two-hand weapon artifacts for Matt's sake. Thanks again, and love everything you all do. Tlug. Well, Tlug, if there are two two-handed weapon artifacts, I won't be re-rolling. <laughs> if there aren't, Stay tuned. Um, anyway, okay, let's... Do you, either of you guys have opinions on his tanking dilemma before I go off? Because I can talk about this for a week. Um, uh, I play a paladin, but I really like warriors. They, they have a more visceral gameplay. Go warrior. Do if it. you're looking to tank something and you're looking to pick up raiding again in Legion, roll one of those demon hunters. They'll be able to do yeah. it. Everybody's going to be kind of on the same footing anyway because nobody's played one because they don't exist yet. So that might be a good place to start. I don't know. But um, Rossi, you talk. This is entirely your area of expertise here. I will say this much. Um, From from what I picked up in the Monk, the Monks are real easy to play to level. Like if you're not looking to challenge yourself, a Monk is a great starting class to, to get to max level and start tanking on. Um, I actually like druid tanking quite a bit right now. I actually find it fun, but I haven't tanked anything major on the druid. I haven't tanked anything endgame. Uh, in, in terms of... I Honestly, the thing about the warrior as a tank is the warrior is kind of like... It's never best at anything, but it's always good at just about everything. Like There's, there's usually no aspect of the tanking game the warrior can't do. Whereas some classes are like, we're the best at X, but we're not as good at Y. Usually the warrior is like, I'm good at X, I'm good at Y, I'm good at Z, I'm go- I wrap around and then I'm good at A and B too. And when C comes up, which is rare, I can do C as well. That's the thing I like about the warrior. It's like, it's like the supreme generalist tank. Uh, and that's because when they designed tanking in World of Warcraft 11 years ago, uh, they designed it with warriors in mind. And warriors were was, it in vanilla. Yeah. You, if if you wanted a tank for something, you got a warrior. And every even set, even that was even the case in BC. Like you had other tanks, but you almost always your main tank was the warrior. Yeah. Well, there's a a lot of iteration to tanking since then. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of 
alterations, active mitigation came in. Lots of stuff is different, but the basis is still the same. Everything, every tank class that came around after Warriors, and every tank class that became better at tanking after, like be, after the original game, is a variation on that platform. It's a we're the X tank, and then now we need to be good at Y too. Whereas Warriors have always kind of had that general: we do this, and we do this, and we do this thing. And as they've changed and expanded the role, Warriors kit has gotten broader, like the mobility of charge. Uh, heroic leap, you know, various banners now. The, the only banner left, but mocking banner is still in the game. Um, there's a lot there, so it is. A, I find warrior to be like the, it's a really good class for the guy who wants to tank more than he wants to play a specific class because they are good at just about everything. That being said, uh, both paladins and DKs have their strong points, and I'm not you know trying to take away from them. I'm just that's. To me, the warrior is is the best generalist tank. They're they're good at everything. They're not best at every at anything. So, that would be my recommendation. Plus, you get to smack things around, and that's always fun. Shield slam is possibly the best sounding attack in the game. Yep, it's true. It's just you know, <laughs> wong, you know, and and it, it's one of those things that really does benefit from like from transmog, like giving yourself the biggest nastiest looking shield you can really does add to the effect. Like, using the Elementium Reinforced Bulwark to hit a dude, you just imagine the spikes on the end of it going into his face. <laughs> spikes on a refrigerator yeah. door. I mean, as much as I like Paladins, those spell effects, they are lame. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty lame. Uh, comparing the Warrior Shield Slam to, like, Shield of Righteousness on a Paladin, the Shield Slam's like, I whacked the crap out of that dude. On a Paladin, it's like, I threw a bit of glitter on them. Yeah, that's like and, the weird the weirdest thing about like stuff like Templar's Verdict or any of the Paladin attacks always sound like, you know, it sounds like, you know, saving the world by moonlight, you know, it just doesn't wait. <laughs> Which you yeah, know, it can be cool if that's what you want, but And some of the biggest attacks on a Paladin sound like you kind of like cut somebody a little bit with a letter opener as opposed to I whacked them really hard with this giant hammer. It's yeah. just weird. Paladin spell effects and sound effects are very strange. That needs to get that. That would be a good class revamp, quite frankly. I mean, Paladin sound more like they're like searing you with holy fire or something, yeah. rather than you know I'm 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 enchanting you with moonlight. I mean, yeah, seriously, I mean, my favorite like. my favorite Paladin ability is exorcism, and it's not particularly strong. It just sounds like I actually hit a dude kind of hard, and it has a cool sound effect with like the moaning of the dead or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last email we're going to read here, I think. Oh no, there's two. This is a really short one. This one's from Joel. Um, Joel apparently doesn't feel particularly motivated. Joel, fr- frankly, Clug has you beat. Straight up, Clug's name is cooler than Joel. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm sure Joel is probably your real name, so uh, it's not your fault your parents didn't name you like Clug. I don't know what they were thinking, but you know, there we go with that. So, do you all think the new Lich King and the Scourge will come shambling into the rescue in Legion? Thanks, Joel. No. I... That'd be kind of cool have a theory okay go i have a theory and it's kind of like a a, a far away sort of out there theory okay so warlords of draenor brought back all these warlords that were introduced like dudes that we knew from warcraft 3 right Mm -hmm. and now we're going to go into legion which is fighting the burning legion which is kind of like what the whole pinnacle of warcraft 3 was because we, we, you know, fought Argamon at the big tree, knocked him down, whatever. And then after that was when all of the Lich King stuff went down in Warcraft 3. So 
if we see Bolvar return, I don't think it's going to be Legion. I think it'd be the expansion after that if they're going for this whole influence cycle type thing. I don't thing. want him to become a bad guy. No, I don't think he'd become a bad guy, though, but I think he'd, he, he might like show up and do something. I don't know. If they were going to bring him back in as some kind of like figure or character, that would be logically just going by the pattern that they've been following. That would be yeah. logically the place to put it. See, my, my, I don't know. Every time I think about like Bolvar, I have this very strange idea. Like, I can't imagine he likes being the Lich King. No. And I can't imagine he likes having to keep the Restless Scourge under control. So, he's witnessed us and seen what we do to things. Like, I could honestly see him coming back as a villain, trying to kill us, purely to get us to kill him. Just yeah, to, but the just whole to free reason him? he became the Lich King is because they, they did the yeah. whole, there must yeah. always be a Lich King yeah, thing. Yeah, because there's a Scourge. But if the Scourge is completely destroyed, then he could die and it would be okay. Yeah, that was kind of weird at the time anyway, because we killed the Lich King. Why couldn't we kill the Scourge? Yeah, <laughs> Why I mean, couldn't we mop up the rest of those Why guys? don't we just go, you know, like, well, a We had other them. things to do because the planet almost shattered. Yeah, Deathwing. Or yeah, about Deathwing. 12 months later. <laughs> well, we so, left yeah. forces up there. All I know is that I, I don't know what they're going to do with Bolvar, and I kind of hope, I, I don't want him to just be a footnote in Legion. I'd like I'd rather see Anne's idea than to see him just kind of ride in with like his undead buddies. As cool as it would be to see Bolvar and like all the undead buddies, you know, be all like, yeah, the Lich King, we totally backed this guy. Didn't, didn't we hate him until he, yeah, we have to go along with it now. He's, he's got the hat. Whoever has the hat I just think it'd be charge. interesting to see, to see like that form of progression, except that when Bolvar and the Scourge show up, they, they aren't there as an enemy, as like an end boss or something. It's like, Oh, we have to work with you now, and this is really kind of creepy Just, and weird. Well, for me, longtime Alliance player, you know, it, Bolvar is still has like a special place in my heart. Oh, he was the hero he ever, the Alliance had for so he long. He was right? that dude that stood in the throne room and single-handedly fought off right. how many dragons? And he he really made this this noble stand, and then this noble sacrifice. And I would really hate it for it to be okay. Now he's the new bad guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like, love that. He I went would... out in the most heroic way you can go out, and he's making the sacrifice to keep the world safe, and then to go, oh, now he's the bad guy. It's like, well, come on, yeah. Bolvar. Yeah, Bolvar yeah. is the last guy that would go bad. Like, no matter what happened to him, he's going to be there being a good guy. Honestly, I find myself wondering if you could do a Scourge expansion without him. And here's the thing: how how would you do it? And I don't think we really have time to go into like too much detail on it. But. You could totally do a Bulvar in the Scourge versus the Cult of the Damned in the Scourge Civil War kind of thing. You know, like the Cult think, of the Damned resting away control of the Scourge. Rossi, I think we should just make a note of this and bring it up on a lore watch in the future. Probably. I mean, <laughs> so you we know, can just riff on it for an hour because I'm sure Joe would love to do that too. How, how short is this next email? We have three minutes. It's not short enough for three minutes. Okay. We should probably take call it a night, unfortunately. Let's just but, wrap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as is always the case, um, Alex is now going to tell you how you can help support this podcast, the site, and other good things. And you're way better at it. You have like a script. You want to read your script? 
Because, man, that script destroys me. <laughs> is, is anyone going to do it? I mean, I don't, I don't mind which one of you does it, but could someone please do it? What, oh. And do you have your script, or do I have to uh, make no, it up as I, I go? I, I can do it. I don't do it. Really, like need the script anymore because I have it memorized. It. Anyway, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site ex- experience. And I stumbled over that. I'm sorry. This is what happens when Alex, like, you know, a few He made a demand. I was filling the demand. It it was still better. Like, don't ask me ever. Anne's got it. All right. Well, I guess. Perpetuity. It's Anne. Okay. (laughs) And congratulations. I'm it. (laughs) Yeah. You got got a new job. Uh, That's this podcast, everybody. Thank you for emailing in. Thank you for listening and otherwise supporting us. We appreciate it. We enjoy it. Getting to talk to you guys about Blizzard games, it's a lot of fun for us. It's, you know, we love it. It's our job and all that. We really couldn't do it without you. So thank you very much. Uh, This has been the podcast. I've been Matt. I've been hosting. And we'll all see you guys later. Bye.